your hosts Jeannie Walters and Adam Toporek are two of the most recognized and respected names in customer experience, and they have dedicated themselves to helping you improve your customer experiences. And now it's time for Adam and Jeannie. Hey, Adam. Hey, Jeannie. Thanks for coming in today. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my check? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the conversation that we're having today is all about that phrase. And that's where it starts. And then we go into a pretty interesting discussion about teamwork, really. With well, leadership and yes, mm-hmm. and being part of the team while leading the team. Yes, and how that affects service, which we all know it does. But I love that idea that that phrase is really about kind of recognizing how important somebody is to that, to the whole way that something works. You know, like if you didn't come in today, Adam, then I wouldn't be able to have a podcast with you. I would be sitting here talking myself and that's not nearly as fun. (laughs) This is different because what, (laughs) how is this different than normal genie? (laughs) Well, you know, I usually try to not record those conversations (laughs) and then share them with a broad audience. (laughs) Uh, That's how it worked. (laughs) But yeah, it's, uh, it's fun to think about ways that we can kind of recognize people for the simple act of, the not so simple showing up and being part of something. Uh, so yeah, I think we should uh, jump in. What do you think? Well, Jeannie, I just want to say before we do that, when you show up, it matters. It matters to me, Jeannie. Ah, see, this is just all sunshine and roses on this episode. <laughs> exactly. No, but it is a really good discussion. And uh, let's uh, hear a little bit about Ryan and dig in. Excellent. And we call him Ryan. But (laughs) on the book, he's actually Charles Ryan Minton, and he is a customer service and employee experience expert, keynote speaker, author, and the president of CRM Hospitality and Consulting. He has represented high-profile brands such as Hilton Hotels Worldwide, Marriott International, Intercontinental Hotels Group, Gannett Ultimate Jet Charters, and the Cincinnati Reds. As a hotel general manager, Ryan drove measurable customer service, employee engagement, and financial results. Taking over a Marriott property ranked in the bottom 25% for customer service, Ryan and his team increased guest satisfaction scores 14%, moving the property to the top 3% of all properties in North America. He also increased the employee opinion score 10 points, and the hotel was named one of Cincinnati's best places to work by the Cincinnati business courier. His most cherished time is spent with his wife and their rescued dog, Rosie. Ryan, we're so thrilled you're here with us. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Well, welcome, Ryan. And since the name of your book is Thanks for Coming In Today, I'd just like to say thanks for coming in today. (laughs) You beat me to it. Thanks for coming in today. (laughs) We appreciate you being here. And what's cool about the book is It's based on a specific colleague of yours from working in a hotel. Uh, And it's a really cool story, and I love stories, and our listeners love stories. So (laughs) how about you share it with us? Yeah, I I appreciate that. You know, the the title of the book really does go back to my first job in the hotel business. I was a front desk manager, and I had a young man named Jason who worked for me. And Jason was a, a local college student. He was aspiring 
to be a, a hotel general manager. He was going to school for hospitality. And Jason was just one of those guys that um, possessed just a crazy amount of positive energy. And, you know, the kind that you just really wondered where it came from and you really wish that you could take him and just clone him and put him in every department because he just was so excited to come to work every day. And he would literally come in and he would just be bouncing off the walls, like happy to be at work. And he would seek me out wherever I was. And he would give me this really, you know, hearty handshake and say, Ryan, thanks for coming in today. (laughs) And, um, it was really funny because obviously I'm his manager. I should really be thanking him, (laughs) but, but Jason would do this with everyone. I mean, he would do it with his coworkers and the guests. He would go into other departments and it was, Hey, thanks for coming in today. And, um, as I moved up my career, I took Jason with me uh, to another hotel and made him my front desk manager when I became a GM. And um, I remember very specifically uh, one night in the middle of the, in the middle of the night, I got a phone call from Jason's fiance that um, he had been killed in a car accident, and um, you know it, it was really difficult. And I and I remember thinking in that moment that man, you know. I don't know if I'm ever going to know another person like Jason. He was just that kind of infectious personality, you know? And um, I remember thinking that I wanted to to honor Jason in some way. And I always remember that as crazy as it sounds, even though I was his manager, when Jason would thank me for coming in, it made me feel like I mattered. And I really liked that. And I really felt like there was something to that. And so I started to... Um, pick up Jason's tradition of thanking people for coming in. And so I would go up to my employees or I'd see guests and I'd say, hey, thanks for coming in today. And um, it just became a part of me. And it got to the point where I I would forget I was doing it and I would be reminded that I was doing it by, um, you know, if I get a new new employee and they kind of look at me kind of sarcastic, like, well, (laughs) you know, of course I'm here. You put me on the (laughs) schedule. (laughs) And in those moments, I would explain, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm sincere in that I really appreciate you being here because no matter what job an employee does, especially in customer service, that job impacts something and it matters. And so I felt it was very important and I feel it's very important that employees understand that no matter what job it is they do, whether it's something in the back of the house, behind the scenes, front of the house, front line, doesn't matter. It matters. And if they make a decision not to come to work that day, it impacts a lot. And so I felt that it was really important to show that appreciation. And um, that's a central theme through the book is how important it is to show genuine appreciation to the employees, specifically the frontline employees who are really doing that heavy lifting for the customer experience every day. That's spoken like someone who has truly lived the front lines because it, it is it's amazing. That's one of the, I think, distinguishing characteristics of you know, retail and hospitality, food service, 
is how much an absence affects the rest of the team, not mm-hmm. to mention the customers and the experience. So that, it's such a great thing. I got to ask, so did any employee ever go, that's great, boss. Uh, you still have to pay me. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever ran into that. But, uh, you know, I do run into I do run into employees that used to work for me who, and that's kind of what made me zero in on that for the title of the book, awesome. is, that it, is that I will run into employees that used to work for me and say, hey, you know, and they'll try to say it to me first. Like they'll try to race that to me, <laughs> kind of like you did at the beginning of the <laughs> podcast. And and say, you know, as, as simple as that was, Ryan, like that really, like I miss that. Mm-hmm. I really like that you did that. Well, it's such a cool legacy for Jason, you know, yes. that you, you're living through for Jason. And then I also think what you said about like really recognizing that you matter here is, mm. is something we all need, you know, and there, it, it reminds me of kind of what, uh, what we just lived through here in the Midwest with the polar vortex and everything was closed and all these things. And somebody was telling me about she, you know, her job as being a nurse at the VA hospital. So she was like, I had to go. And she said that there was just this great appreciation from the people there saying like, we are so grateful you showed up today. We are so grateful that you made the effort on a day that was really hard to get here and to take care of us. And, you know, I think that's a, a great reflection of that idea of just coming in every day is an act of service and we should recognize that. So I, I really enjoyed the book for all the different storytelling and everything else. And one of the things that I I got a kick out of was this idea that you or the story that you told from the book about when you as the general manager jumped in as a temporary parking valet. And it seems like something that, you know, in some ways it's obvious, like, yeah, we need the help. But it seems like a lot of leaders forget about how service leadership is actually service action. And so I'm curious, can you share a little bit about that story? And then also what advice would you share to other service leaders about when to do that, when to step in and serve? Yeah, I if, I, I don't think there's ever a time that you shouldn't step in is the short answer. In fact, I think that sometimes the best times are when it's slower and you can kind of just maybe do something that really isn't needed, but you're able to kind of just get in the mix and interact with employees. But the parking valet story really just, I use it to underscore the idea that, you know, you have to, you have to be willing to jump in and help your team and assist them in times of need and and show that you're willing to do the job. And I, you, you said it yourself, Jeannie, like, I, I don't understand why some leaders don't get this because to me, it seems so simple, but I've had GMs in the past and I've worked with companies where the leadership doesn't get that. And um, I know growing up in the industry, watching, you know, the GMs that I respected the most were the ones that were in the mix and willing to get their hands dirty and roll their sleeves up. So, um, yeah, you know, when the parking, when the valet stand would get slammed, you know, you don't have the, you don't just have 15, 20 guys and gals standing around. It's all hands on deck. And so I would literally keep a pair of running shoes in my office for those moments because you have to help. You have to be willing to jump in there. And I've always said, and I said this, I always say this as a GM, look, as a general manager, my job is to know a little about a lot. 
And there are so many dis- disciplines. Just take the hotel industry, but think about whatever industry you work in. There's so many different disciplines within that within the hotel. You have accounting, you have chef, you have chef, culinary, you have housekeeping, you have um, the front desk, and I can go on and on and on. There's no way that anyone can be an expert in all those areas. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of leaders get tripped up in thinking that because they have the title of general manager or director or whatever, that they have to be the expert over everything. And, and I think it's the opposite. I think you have to trust the folks that you have put in the position to be the leader of those areas and let them do their job. You know, I use the example, I, I cook pretty good at home. I think I'm a good cook. But I'd like to think that the chef that I hired can make a much better steak than me. <laughs> so I have to let him do that. And, you know, when the restaurant gets slammed or the kitchen's in the weeds, I'm not going to be effective jumping on the line. I'm going to probably make things worse <laughs> because those guys do that every day. They have a rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. So, but there's always opportunity and there's always something somewhere where you can jump in and make a positive impact. And so in that situation, it was, I'll help clear tables in the restaurant or I'll help make up trays in the, in the, in the kitchen and get the food expedited. But just understanding like, hey, you have put people in place to support you and they're there to do the job that you've hired them to do. Mm-hmm. That is such a huge message. Uh, I, I don't know if you know much about my background, but I come from retail and I saw this a lot. And I, I think, tell me if you saw this with other managers, a lot of times they really just didn't want to seem like they didn't know what they were doing because they didn't yes. know. I mean, with a chef or something like it's a, okay, that's sort of a specialized thing you need training for. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you're so far away that you don't know how to use the computer system and mm-hmm. book the people in the hotel anymore, right? Right. Uh, and that happens and that's fine. But like you said, there's always something you can do, right? Yeah. And it, being willing to chip in matters so much. I got to a point in one of my retail businesses because we had multiple businesses where my wife was really the one managing that one. I was managing other ones. And I got to where I couldn't really do the computer system anymore. Mm-hmm. I couldn't check people in and out, but I could still help. Like if we were slammed, I could go talk to customers. I could move paperwork. Mm-hmm. I could do the, right. I could do all these other things. I just couldn't do that main function. And I think that's such an important message for leaders to have. What you're saying is like, there's always something you can do. And just the act of doing it mm-hmm. is such a moment, right? Yeah, and just just being there and showing up, like you said, Adam. And I also think that, well, I'll take myself for example. When I was a young manager at the beginning of the career, I think I was what you described. I, I I didn't want to look like I didn't know something. But as I moved up and moved on, I embraced that that level of a. I think that that particular level of humility mm-hmm. actually goes a long way in. Going in and saying, "Hey guys, like I'm not, like joking. The GM's here. I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do." You know, it, it's <laughs> there's some camaraderie actually and, and motivation that comes behind that, and just knowing that, hey, well, he's willing to at least be here. And one of the things that I also like to talk about is whenever the sky's falling or you know somebody's in the weeds and uh, you get that call that, "Hey, we really need help." You know, I would literally grab my, you know, figurative fire hose and run down the hall ready to help out. And I would get there only to find out nine times out of 10 that they, it was either 
exaggerated or <laughs> never. It, it wasn't, it's never that bad. And just the fact that you showed up was enough. Mm-hmm. And so you would say, Hey, I'm, you know, what can I do? And it was, I'd get responses like, we're good. We're good. <laughs> you know, it happens a lot. And so there's a lot in just showing up. Well, and I think the thing, the other side of this coin is that it sends a message to customers um, because this reminded me of a time I was standing in line and this is not an exaggeration because I timed it. <laughs> I was standing in line for two hours and 12 minutes for a rental car. Oh, wow. It oh. was a mess. It was at LAX and it was horrible. They had like three people at the desk and all these busloads were being let out. And I was like, they knew about these reservations. So that's a problem. But then we were all waiting in line and people were, were you know, obviously getting more and more frustrated. And there was this manager who kept walking behind those three people back and forth, back and forth. And he would kind of wave to us and say, thanks for your patience, folks. But he clearly wasn't doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) And so it got to a point where he came out of, he would go into this little room, but we could see him. Um, but he would, he would come back out of that room and the guy in front of me yelled, please save us. (laughs) And (laughs) he kind of laughed and kept walking. And I was just like, wow, he's basically, and of the three people, they kept, you know, one of them kept needing a break. So then we were down to two Mm. and there was one guy (laughs) who was super surly. And so the people in front of me thought I was going to him and they turned around and they were like, I'm so sorry. I mean, it was like we were going into battle together. That's how it felt as a customer. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I just think like if you step in as a manager in that moment and really roll up your sleeves and you're part of the team and you're really serving your customers, that sends a message to your customers just as much as your team. So I think it's super important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was uh that was fun. I was tweeting. I was doing everything I could think of. Of course you were. And oh, I didn't no get way. any, re- I still to this day did not get a response to any of those things. So, mm. um, yeah. But here's the thing. You can jump in like that, Jeannie, because that's what I used to do all the time. And you just say, I'm the owner. I'm the manager. I don't know what I'm doing. Here's what I can help you with right now to help. Yeah. Speed it up. yeah. Right. I, sorry. I yeah. can't do this. Right. I just don't know how, and it's going to be worse for you. You know, if you're <laughs> if you're trying to help and you're candid about it, right? Yeah, that that just, that's all you need to do, right? Great, right? And it was just it was, you know, I'm a little scarred from it. Clearly, if I'm talking about it <laughs> yeah. two years later, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're not on their rewards program anymore. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> So Ryan, tell me if you can help us mop up this conversation. Oh, look at that. (laughs) How was that? Pretty good? All right. Because you have something you talk about called a mop list, which ironically is exactly as it sounds. So (laughs) (laughs) tell us why it's called that and why a mop list is crucial to creating customer experiences. Yeah. You know, the mop mop list story is a a story in the hotel business that goes back to a hotel that the employees became so disengaged that they wanted to unionize. And so when they brought in a third party to really try to sort out the issues, it really boiled down to as crazy and simple as it sounds that it all started when a longtime public space attendant, the uh, lady that kept the hotel lobby and restrooms clean, asked the housekeeping manager for a new mop. (laughs) And she said it wasn't in the budget. 
And so, (laughs) you know, if anyone knows anything about mops, mops don't cost a lot of money. They're a few, (laughs) few bucks Um, and kind of an essential tool in a hotel business. (laughs) So um, the mop list is really just a, a phrase that we would use and I would use in the, in my staff meetings, at least once a month where I would ask all the leadership in the room, Hey, does anyone have anything on their department's mop list? that we need to get. And it was just a nice way to remind us about making sure we were always on top of having the tools that our employees needed to do the job. And I, it's so important. I, I can't underscore how important this is because, you know, just like if, an empl- if a, a customer wanted something small to make their experience better, you, know, you wouldn't hesitate to get it. And, and the same should be true for your employees. And it's the whole, you know, treat your employees like a customer. And I really believe that if you hire the right individuals, especially the right service-minded individuals, they really want to do a good job. And the newsflash for a lot of companies I don't think like to hear is that they're not coming to work every day because they're excited to provide great service and make company XYZ look good. That's not their motivation. It's they're doing it because, you know, as humans, we're wired to give joy and receive joy. And so they are doing it because they enjoy providing customer service. They like to make someone feel good. And if they don't have the tools they need to effectively do that, to provide the experience that they can feel proud of, that's their reputation. And so they will leave. They will go somewhere else where they can effectively do the job that they were hired to do. And so I think it's so important to make sure as leaders we are ensuring that we're getting the tools that we need for our employees. And one of the things that I've found in my career a lot of managers and, and leaders get nervous about, well, I don't want to open that can of worms because, you know, we don't have anything in the budget and we don't have all this money to spend on, you know, new things. Like mops. <laughs> right. And the thing is, the going back to the mop list story, it, I've found uh, more often than not, it's very small things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's things like... Um, you know, one of the things I would, when I take over a new hotel, I will, I will go through every department and find out what is it they really need. I'll make an expectation up front that it's not going to happen overnight, but we're going to chip away at these things. And it was always things like, man, you know, we'd really like to have another uniform shirt because then I wouldn't have to do laundry twice a week. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, we'd really like some extra napkins in the, in the restaurant so that we can roll more silverware and be more prepared. I mean, they were, they were wanting things to do their job so that they could take care of the customer and they don't cost a lot of money. So um, I think it's important to make it a rhythm to ask your leaders or your employees, whatever your situation is um, at least monthly or so, Hey, you know what, what do you need? Mm -hmm. What do you need to do your job? It's such a great reminder because it is, like you're saying, Ryan, a lot of times it is really small stuff. And I had a client who had drivers and they were getting frustrated with the new technology and they kept talking about how frustrated they were with the new technology. And then when we really talked to the drivers, they were like, I mean, they didn't even get us those reflective vests we wanted. And now they're investing Mm -hmm. in. And so it was a totally different issue that they were mad about. Mm -hmm. And so 
we could solve it by just, and what a great thing that they wanted for their own safety and for everybody's safety was reflective vests done, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I can't tell you how, and this is no exaggeration, how many housekeepers in my career I've seen in tears because they got a new vacuum. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Gosh. It's unbelievable that, you know, that that is the, a major tool to do their job. And they, you know, they were using something that was barely operating or, you know, heavy and it's like, you know, a new vacuum cleaner and they're, they're in tears wow. because they, someone got them something they needed to do their job more effectively. Wow. Exactly. Wow. And I'm going to draft off something you mentioned in passing note to anyone out there who manages or runs a business that has uniforms. You can never, ever go wrong giving extra uniform. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like the, it's like the biggest win. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's also a great if you're looking for a, a quick and easy fix to change some morale, buy new uniforms. Yeah, <laughs> ah, there you go. You know? Exactly. Uh, well, I, I hope everybody walked away with as much as, you know, I did from this conversation, because it's really it's good to think about these things. It's good to think about the tools that people need and you know, how can you lead in a way that's full of service action? And I think that's what you talk about so well in this book. So thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. And if people do want to reach out and, you know, learn more about you and connect, what what are the best ways for them to do that? The easiest way is just head to my website, charlesryanminton.com. Excellent. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. But thank you so much. Congratulations on the book. And thanks for being here with us. Well, I really appreciate it. And to both of you, thank you so much for coming in today. Ah, well (laughs) done. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. So, Jeannie. Yes. Did you ever get your rental car? (laughs) I did, but it took forever. (laughs) Two hours and 12 minutes to be Well, that was just the line. Let's get that part right. got you. I see. And then they gave me, they assigned me the car in like, you know, spot double Z 200. (laughs) It was like the (laughs) furthest spot it could have been. And then when I got there, there was no car there. So that was really fun. The whole experience. Gosh. Yeah. So, and it was dark by that point. Um, And so I had to walk back across the parking lot. And then I actually uh, went to a different, they had like the, one of the little kiosks for their like high end muckety muck people. And I just marched in there and said, (laughs) somebody has to help me. I'm not going back to that line. Don't make me go back there. Um, But yeah, it was, it was messed up. And that was, I mean, that tells you something about that manager too, right? Like the fact oh, yeah, that for sure. just, there were so many issues. So if the manager is not going to jump on the line, then at least the operations behind the scenes should be humming, right? They should be yeah. doing something to make it uh, happen. Exactly. I thought I had a bad experience, but I got to say you win. I had one where uh, there was a huge line, not as bad as you're saying, but there was only one person helping. And Ugh. that person just said, time for my break, walked away. Oh my gosh. Like oh literally gosh. no, no one was helping. We all waited for her to go on break and come back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That wow. One, that was special. I mean, I could understand. She's like, I really got to go. I'll be back as fast as I can. But no, she's right. like, no, time for my break. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that happened uh, back way back in the day. TWA. Remember TWA Airlines? They're no longer around, but. Oh, I they're was, not around. We can bash them. So. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And. It was also before 9-11. So I was actually at a gate waiting for my friend's flight to come in. And it was super late and we were not getting any information and people were starting to really get agitated and anxious because 
that's kind of weird, right? <laughs> when it says the plane should have landed an hour ago and nobody knows where it is. And uh, she said, oh, shifts over and jumped on a scooter, basically, and zipped down the hallway. And so all of a sudden there was nobody there. And we all just kind of looked at each other like, did that just happen? <laughs> nice. So, yes. Service nightmares with yeah. So Adam we and yeah we sort we sort of segued into our own little personal nightmares, but these things can all be avoided by getting Ryan's book. <laughs> there you go. There, there we you go. go. So yeah, I segued back to our guests, and but it was a really good conversation, and I think uh, we got into some good topics, and obviously sort of was speaking to my heart coming from that frontline mm -hmm. retail hospitality type environment. So yeah, it was really interesting and highly recommend the book and uh, Jeannie, take us away. Well, yes. Thanks to Ryan for being here again. That was a great discussion. And thank you, listener. Thank you for coming in today to crack the customer code because you matter. And if you haven't yet subscribed, we would love for you to do so because our subscribers get newly released episodes immediately and our undying gratitude. We are also a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the C-Suite, the great business con content at c-suiteradio.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our trademarked customer experience investigation process and more at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tapork, and you can learn more about me, our customer service workshops, my keynote speaking, and all of that good stuff at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.